said, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed that missionary story. Yep, what a blessing. And it's a blessing just to see our children's ministry. Uh, we, we are so blessed. Uh, we've got a phenomenal children's ministry. Our children's workers do a great job. Uh, so thankful for them, for Miss Stephanie leading that up. Uh, here as we are in the Word of God tonight in the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul, he has already, he has already had all of his missionary journeys. He is to the end of his race. He is now looking back over what he has done, people that he has influenced. The first missionary journey, he had about a thousand mile journey. Second missionary journey was over 2,000 miles. And it was in this second uh, journey here that uh, that he he had uh, ministered to, of course, the lost, the saints, But then now he has completed his third missionary journey. Now he is in Rome. And as he has completed that, uh, the church in Philippi had cared for the needs of the Apostle Paul. They They had given once and again. Wouldn't it? Well, maybe not. In my mind, I'm just sort of running here. Would it be nice if we only had to give once? I wonder if sometimes we have the mindset of, man, there's always an offering. There's always a need. And there, there is. There's always a need. But here, the Apostle Paul is writing to these people, and he, he is commending them because they had given once and again to the needs that he had. But the needs weren't just Paul's needs. The needs were for Paul's care so he could care for the spiritual needs of the people. You know, that's what missions is. Missions is partnering with somebody to help them go where we can't go. And giving to missions does not relegate or, or, or cause us to hand off our responsibility. You can't delegate your responsibility to share the gospel. Each and every one of us have a responsibility to tell others about Christ. But as the Bible says that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel, we are uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. And so when we think about this, this mission that God has given us, he said both in Jerusalem and in Judea. So at the same time, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. So there is, a, there is an expectation for us to partner with the Lord in trying to get the gospel uh, not just across the street, but around the world. And that's what missions is about. It is us trying to help somebody else get the gospel uh, to the people around the world. And, and so I'm thankful that we do have uh, missionaries and we have uh, church planners that we support and we have uh, ministries that are, that are doing what they can to get the gospel out and uh, here stateside as, as well as around the world. But, but missions, uh, it is, there, there is a plan and God has given us 
His plan for us. But he gives us the plan, but it doesn't mean that we follow it. How many of you, your, your parents have give, had given you some instruction, but you didn't listen? All right. And with that, uh, the plan was given, but didn't quite follow through. The Lord gives us a plan, but the expectation is that we are going to follow through that we will be a part of it. And so tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, the plan for mission, uh, the plan for missions. And let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd help us this evening as we open your word. Uh, we've already been blessed just uh, with the singing, the specials, the offering, uh, the time uh, with the kids and the mission story. But now, Lord, as we open up your word, I pray that you would help all of us uh, at uh, help us to sharpen our attention right now. Help us to be a, attentive to your word. And may the Spirit of God just help us uh, so we can be in your will for our lives. And so I pray that you'd bless for Christ's sake. Amen. Let me, let me just say this, that the mission doesn't stop because of economic hardship. The mission does not stop because of economic, economic hardship. The dollar, I know, it doesn't go as far. I understand that. But with that, we also have to, to say, who am I trusting? Who is it that I am trusting for my needs to be met? Is it, is it the dollars in my bank account or is it my God? Oh boy, that's quiet. Not only is it quiet, I'm, I'm, I'm losing eye contact. I mean, people are putting their heads down. Uh, but the reality is, we are to walk by faith. Amen. And if we are going to walk by faith, that faith will be challenged. Amen. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. All right, that's, that's in the Bible. And so uh, we, we want, God has a plan for mission. So take your Bibles, go to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13 and verse number one. Acts 13, uh, verse number one. Now there were in the church that was at, at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. Uh, and so here, uh, verse number one, it says, Now there were in the church that was in Antioch certain prophets and teachers. And so uh, it started everything here with missions. It started in the church. Amen. It started in the church. You know how God wants missions to go forward? It's going to start right here in the church. Where's the Lord going to call the next missionaries from? In the church. Where's he going to call the next pastors uh, from? And assistant pastors and uh, 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 servants of God. Where's he going to call them from? He's going to call them from the church. 
It begins in the church. And so we're talking about a local, independent, Bible-believing church. And this local assembly of believers uh, was there. And out of this church, we find God sending men to do the same thing that they were doing right there in the church. You know, God isn't looking for somebody doing nothing to, to move to go do something, do nothing somewhere else. I've, I've had people over the years that say, Pastor, you know, I just feel like the Lord's moving us and he wants us to go to this location. Uh, and I'm thinking in my mind, well, you're doing nothing right here. Why would God move you to do nothing somewhere else? Amen. God, do, God doesn't want any of us doing nothing. Amen. And so here we're, we're talking about this local assembly. We see the apostle Paul. We see Barnabas uh, and Paul, uh, this individual who will be used to pen 13 books in the New Testament. Uh, this man that uh, was instrumental in getting the gospel to the Gentiles. Uh, this, this individual who was used uh, and has patterned uh, the purpose and process and prod, uh, the product of missions when we when we look at missions, we look at the Apostle Paul. Anybody that's studying missions, they are studying the life of the Apostle Paul. Why? Because he did it. He did it. He lived it. It was who he was. And so this local assembly of believers, uh, now uh, they, are, uh, they are looking at the individuals that are there, and God is going to start. So several things. Number one, it starts with the church. It starts with the church. Uh, the people, uh, the church, the group, uh, this group of people, that's where God's going to call these missionaries from. This is where God's going to call these servants from is from within the church. The people that are going to serve the Lord are the people in the church. They're in the church. And, and we've all heard people say, well, you know, I, I don't think you have to go to church to, uh, to, to love the Lord. And that is, there are people that I believe love the Lord and they don't go to church, but they're not, they're not following God's plan. Because God's plan is for them to be in the church. Uh, and not only to be in the church, but to be serving and actively engaged in uh, the mission of the church. And so uh, these were people of service. They were people of prayer. They were people who fasted. And these are individuals who responded to what God was leading them to do. So these weren't just uh, a group of people that were saved. This was a group of people that were uh, wanting to accomplish something for the Lord. These are people that had a heart of gratitude for what God had done for them, and now they sense their responsibility to share that with somebody else and uh, for other people to know it. So it starts with the church. Missions, the plan of God uh, for missions, it starts with the church. It starts with the church. Parents, uh, would you be honored if your children became a missionary? Over the years, I have, I have watched as, as young people have, have, have uh, had a heart to do things for the Lord. I have seen, I've taken teenagers to conferences, and I've had young people surrender to preach and to serve the Lord with their life, to come back and mom and dad talk them out of it because they won't make enough money. God help us. 
We, we have to realize that uh, missions, it, be, it's, it begins with the church. It starts with the church. The, and the church is not this building. The church is the people. It's the people. So it starts with the church. They were sent from the church. Number two, sent from the church. Look at verse number three. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. They laid their hands on them and sent them away. What do we find here? Uh, we find that uh, the church was engaged. They were a part of the process uh, of, of helping them uh, to be able to, to serve. Uh, they laid their hands on them. They prayed. They fasted. Uh, they, were, they were a part of the process of making, that, uh, making it to where they could go. Uh, I'm thankful for the missionaries that we have. I, I was talking with Brother Caleb Turner uh, yesterday uh, on the phone, and he's one of our missionaries to Uganda, and he's now up in British Columbia. His dad is, uh, he does have, the, he had that brain tumor. Uh, they did the surgery this week, and they just found out yesterday that it is cancer. And so, uh, so that pastor, uh, this uh, uh, missionary, his dad, who was a pastor, uh, fighting with that. But the reality is here, uh, the, the, the were sent from the church. It was, this church was a part of the process uh, of getting the gospel out. And you and I, uh, it's one thing just to say that we are for missions. It's another thing to be a part of it. Amen. So it starts at the church. They're sent from the church. Number three, they're sanctioned by the church. Sanctioned by or from the church. This laying hands on them, they sent them away. We, we have this process. This is an ordination. They are, they are laying their hands on them. They are, they are sanctioning them. They are coming alongside and, and, and giving that, uh, that approval of them. Uh, this, this sanctioning uh, of the church, it wasn't, it wasn't just uh, that they were going to just give them an offering and send them on their way. Uh, this process, uh, it was a spiritual process. Uh, the 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 laying on of the hands. This is a very spiritual uh, time. And so uh, this, the, God's plan uh, for missions, uh, it starts with the church and they're sent from the church and they're sanctioned from the church. Uh, but then uh, with that, uh, the, they are supported by the church. They are supported by the church. You know, our missionaries, they can't just go get a job. When they get their visas to come in, they, they have to show that they have an income. They cannot live off the economy of the land that they're in. And so with that, what happens? Somebody's got to support them. The Apostle Paul, we did find that he, would, he was a tent maker as well. And there were times that, that he, would, he would work to be able to earn some, some income. And I, and I think, uh, to be honest, I think that if, if, if a man would not uh, do extra work to be able to serve the Lord, uh, he's not worth his salt. 
I think if, if you had to be in the ministry, if you have to have everything taken care of and you're unwilling to do anything extra, uh, I, I think you're just, you're there for you. The apostle Paul, he was, he was there and he was doing everything he could, but there were needs that he had. And the church supported him. Go back to Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four and verse number 10. Philippians chapter four. I only have four points, all right? So I'm already on point four. Okay, give you a little bit of, uh, of uh, hope there, all right? Uh, let's see here. I'll have my Bible closed. It doesn't mean anything, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Philippians chapter four. Look at verse number 10. Philippians 4.10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Uh, there, was, there were times where these people, uh, they, they had given, uh, and then there, were, there, there wasn't an opportunity for them to give again. They lacked that opportunity. But as soon as they had that opportunity to give, they did. You know, uh, this supporting of missions, it's important for us to be a part of that. Uh, the blessing of missions and the blessing of giving isn't so we can get. Though when we give, uh, there, there is the, the sowing and reaping principles that God gives us, but we shouldn't give to get. And the apostle here, he was not trying to get them to give so he could get. But this this uh, opportunity, he said, uh, they gave their care. Your care of me hath flourished again. Skip down to verse 15. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Notice here, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. I desire fruit that may abound to your account. The apostle Paul here, though he had need, he was trusting the Lord to meet that need. He was thankful for these that gave, but with that, he, he wasn't desiring something from them. The blessing that comes from giving is on the giver. And there, there is a blessing that will be put to your account. And that's what Paul was saying. I desire fruit that may abound to your account. And you know, when we, su we support missions, we support people uh, that are serving the Lord. You know, what, what happens is that we are able to, to, uh, to have uh, to our account added uh, the accomplishments that they have. As they are out sharing the gospel and as people are saved, uh, it is added to, to their account, uh, to these individuals, the people that have supported uh, and the church here. So uh, notice uh, to whom the letter was going. Go back to Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one. verse number one, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Here we, we find that this letter was going to 
to all the believers, to all the church. Uh, the missionaries, notice here, they were, they were not connecting directly to the givers. They were connecting to the church, the leadership of the church. You, see, you say, Pastor, why does that matter? It matters because God gives the church an overseer. You know, when missionaries come in, they shouldn't be giving you their email. Well, they got quiet. You know why? Because those missionaries should be contacting the pastor. There are charlatans. Yep. And there are things that maybe you don't know about that missionary or their direction that I would know. And if they communicate their needs directly to you and bypass the pastor, they are bypassing God's plan for missions. Because Paul sent it to the elders. There's a purpose there. Now, I'm not saying that you can't know what's going on and pray for these missionaries. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that there is a safeguard that God puts in that, in that mission. Now, with that, those, the missionaries, as they go, they should be communicating with the pastor. If they have a need, they have a special need, they should not communicate it directly to the members of that, that local body. They should be sending it to the pastor. And if the pastor feels like that local body needs to be a part of that, then the pastor would lead that body of believers to do so. Amen. See, there's, there's a plan. God has a plan. You see, there, there also might be the resources that God has given to a ministry. The vision, the vision that God has given me for this ministry you have to fund it. But you can't fund it if you're giving it to this missionary and this missionary and this need and that need. Amen. There's a plan. Uh, and we can find a plan right here in the book. And God, God gives us direction for a reason. Uh, and I have seen it over the years. Where missionaries will come in and they will, find, uh, they will find the sweet people that have a heart for missions and they will make sure that they send them all the needs that they have. You know what happens? Our people start giving to these missionaries directly and they take the church out of the picture. That's not God's plan. Amen. So, so here are these, uh, the missionaries, uh, these missionaries, Paul, uh, he, is, he is writing directly to the, uh, to the believers, the oversight that was there, the leaders that were there, uh, and, and he, is, uh, he is telling them uh, of what they, they have done and, and giving that accountability to them. Uh, and so uh, with that, uh, we see this missionary, uh, these missionaries, they're going, and they are going because 
because the church is behind them and the church is supporting them and the church has sent them and they've been sanctioned uh, by that church. But what does a missionary do? Uh, the mis- missions is the, full, uh, is the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Missions is just another arm of the Great Commission, just getting the gospel out. Go to Mark chapter 16, Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, 15. It's going to be on the screen, but uh, go in your Bible. Mark chapter 16, verse number 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to who? To every creature. Everybody needs the gospel. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, uh, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Uh, We just have the mission there. And that's what God's plan is. Uh, The apostle Paul, uh, he was was ready. Uh, He was called to be an apostle, Romans 1.1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Uh, he, was, he was called by God, and he had a, God had a plan for him. Uh, but with that plan, uh, there were people that the Lord was going to bring alongside that were going to help him to accomplish that mission. They were going to come alongside and help him in doing so. Uh, Paul uh, stated in Romans 1.14, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel. Uh, And and Paul had a desire uh, to get the gospel out. And so uh, it was the preaching of the gospel. It was the seeing of people saved. Seeing people saved. We need to be a part of seeing people saved. We need to be a part of that. Salvations and baptism and seeing people discipled and edified and reproducing. That's what uh, the apostles were doing. Uh, They were teaching in his name. They were preaching in his name. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Go there quickly if you would. Ephesians chapter 4. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And verse number 11. Ephesians 4, verse 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, just stop and look at me for a second here. Uh, the Lord gave the, the pastors, the evangelists, these apostles, prophets, evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. Uh, that is us. The maturing of the believers. God wants his people to grow. He wants us to grow. The perfecting of the saints. Uh, that means that uh, we're all supposed to be uh, being perfected, maturing, growing. None of us have arrived. Some, sometimes I look at the countenance on people as I'm preaching, and it's almost like, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And when it comes time for the perfecting of the saints... 
We are all a work in progress. If we think we're okay, there's a problem. Amen. That's why he gives us pastors, teachers, perfecting of the saints. Why do we need to be matured and perfected? What's that next statement? Oh boy, really got quiet. For the work of the ministry. Who's supposed to be doing the work of the ministry? The saints. Amen. That's why we needed to be matured. Why? So we are prepared for the work of the ministry. So it's the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The word edify, the building up of the body of Christ. The building up. You know, God, God did, his plan isn't for Bible Baptist Church to stay the size we are. You know why? Because he wants more people saved. And if they get saved, then he wants them perfected. And then he wants them involved in ministry, the work of the ministry. Are, are we okay tonight? There's a plan. But that plan there also extends because if the church is not strong, we can't send missionaries. When I first came, uh, Brother Rick was here, went over the finances, counting us, there were 11 giving units in the church. 11. And almost everything was designated to missions. Brother Rick, am I telling the truth? Yeah. We had to stop and said, listen, we are for missions. But if we lose the church, we won't send any missionaries. And I wrote a letter to all of our missionaries and I told them that we were going to put them on hold for one month. And I asked everybody to quit designating to missions and just put the money in. Sort of like VBS. Put the money in. <laughs> and with that, we took that one, that one month and then we restarted missions back up. And now we're right at 48 missionaries. Is that right, Mrs. Patterson? 48, 49 missionaries. Praise the Lord. And our missionaries, they get, they get the resources. Why? Because God's people give. Now, because it's hard, if we quit giving, those mission dollars stop. So, so with that, we see that there's a process. But the church has got to be strong. And for the mission's work to be done, that mission has to be done where the church is at. Because if we don't have people saved and baptized and added to the church, if we are not growing, uh, the, stat, the, the statistic is in California, uh, you have to be growing by, I think it's 23% just to, uh, to uh, account for people moving out. That's what the statistic is right now. 
for people moving out of California. That's unreal. That's a, that is a lot, and there are a lot of people that have, have moved out of California. So between the military and, and, and that, whatever, how, however they came up with that number, I'm not quite sure. But all I do know is that, that the, if the church is not strong and mission is not uh, focused in the church, then missionaries, there will be no missionary going out from the church. And so uh, just seeing that plan, God has a plan. Uh, Paul said, I am a debtor uh, to, to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. He said, so as much as in me is, verse 15, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And, and what Paul was saying was, I owe the the lost a debt. I have a debt to them. And the debt was, I have the gospel and they do not. I have the truth. I have the light and they are in darkness. And so Paul said, I'm ready. Uh, and that ready, it was, I'm ready now. I'm ready today. I'm ready tomorrow. I'm ready this week. I'm ready next week. I'm just gonna keep on sharing uh, the gospel. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't just based on, I'll share the gospel on Saturday. Amen. It wasn't just that, I'll share the gospel in my Sunday school class. Paul was going to share the gospel everywhere that he went. He said, I'm not ashamed. If they receive me, if they reject me, if they respond, uh, whatever, he said, I'm not ashamed. And it was to everyone, to the Greek, to the barbarians, to the wise, to the unwise, to the agnostic, to the king, to the governor, to Caesar. He was going to share the gospel with everybody that he could. And you know what? Uh, that's, that's God's plan. Uh, that's the plan that he has for us. And so when we look at Bible missions, uh, we find several things, all right? We find souls being saved. We saw, find churches being started. We see nationals that are trained, and we see teams working together uh, uh, to reach people for Christ. And you see all of that in the Apostle Paul's life. We follow uh, what the pattern was, uh, and, and God uh, has shown us that. We see the fruit that remains, and churches that then get involved in missions. And so uh, Paul is, is writing to the church at Philippi, and this church, and the church, uh, they, were, they, were, they were a mission project, yet then they were supporting missionaries. And that was the plan. So... Missions needs to be about souls. It's not just about feeding an uh, empty stomach, though I am for feeding an empty stomach. It's bigger than that. It's about the eternal and sharing the gospel. The church has got to be about souls. That's the plan of missions. The church, the church has to be about souls. That means us. Not just the pastor, not just the leadership, not just the staff. The church has to be about souls. Uh, and that's uh, the ministries have to be out, about souls. The outreach has to be about souls. So the buses, why do we run buses? 
Souls. Amen. Uh, to see souls saved. Uh, why do we go out soul winning? Uh, we go out soul winning to see souls saved. We don't go out soul winning to build the church. Lord said, I will build my church. We go soul winning because he's commanded us to go soul winning. We share the gospel because he has commanded us to do so. So the buses need to be about souls and the Sunday school about souls and uh, preaching uh, about souls, uh, jail ministry about souls, the care home uh, ministry, it's about souls. Why do we have special music? Prepare the hearts, why? Uh, for souls. Uh, the recovery ministry, we've got that in the jail every single week. Uh, it's about souls. Saturday outreach and children's ministries and ushers and greeters and the food all of it is about souls. We had two different families here this morning because of the food bank. They didn't come to get food today. Because of the food bank, they came, and now they're coming to church. Praise the Lord. What a, what a blessing it is. Uh, it's about souls. It's about souls. The pastor needs to be a soul winner. I need to share the gospel. I need to talk to people about the Lord. This staff need to be soul winners. They need to be sharing the gospel. Amen. The faithful men need to be soul winners. Amen. They're, they're in that position uh, of a leader, a spiritual leader. We, we, can't, we can't lead somebody if we're not doing it. We need to be a soul winner. Song leaders, those in special music, we can get up and sing the songs, but if how great the Lord is, but then we don't tell anybody that's lost about how great the Lord is. It's got to be about souls. Everything we do, why? Because it's the purpose of the church. It's fulfilling the great commission. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He wants us to be a part of that. So the plan for missions is for people to be saved. That plan for missions, as we emphasize missions this, this month, and our, our opportunity to be a part of that, to be able to send other people around the nation, around the world, we still have a responsibility right here to be a part of the mission of seeing people saved. We could put money in the offering plate, but that does not remove our responsibility to tell somebody about Christ. So you and I, can you imagine what would happen if every one of us showed up for soul winning on Saturday? What would happen in our community if Every one of us would grab a stack of gospel tracts and pass them out this week. You know what would happen? People would hear about Christ. There are people that are searching. We had, we had a man that was visiting this morning. He hadn't come yet. His child has been coming on the bus. Today is his birthday. He said, you know what? He said, I, I just wanted to go to church. I haven't been to church in forever. And he just, 
How did, he, how did he know to come? Because somebody had already invested. Week after week after week, those bus workers, they've been picking that child up and bringing him to church and talking to dad. And all of a sudden, he decided to come today. You know, there is something for all of us to do. We can be a part. A plan for missions. And that plan includes us. Not just our wallet. Includes us. We need to be a part of the mission. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for our people. Help all of us to look at uh, our, our need to be a part. Uh, Lord, I want to tell people about you. You've been so good to me. Uh, I've been able to enjoy so many blessings because I'm a child of God. And Lord, uh, I want others to know about you. And I pray that you'd help all of us uh, to have that desire uh, to share how wonderful of a Savior it is that we have. And, uh, and I pray that you'd lead us across the paths of those uh, that, are, that are wanting and seeking you. And so I pray that you'd help us, help our church. Uh, Lord, put a hedge of protection around us and help us to stay focused on the mission. Help us not to get caught up in just getting our own personal needs met. Help us to be engaged and involved in, in reaching uh, this community with the gospel. And so help us now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together.